Hello, foot nerds, and welcome back to another installment of the Foot Me Podcast, your podcast about all things mid-tier, mid-level, and just plain mid about Ultimate Team, this game that takes up so much space in our minds. Uh, this, of course, is one of our weekly wildcard editions where we continue to cover the FC Pro Open. We are to uh, Group 4, Group D group of death as uh it was uh called based on the players that are that are in it again uh, i am coming to you live from the uh, home studio with bodie in production uh we are doing a uh, video uh, version so if you really wanted to see what it looked like to uh, have coastal scenes behind me while i'm from clearly the central coast except nowhere near the coast i mean dallas texas but you know uh Went to California, enjoyed it there, have some uh, depictions behind me. So if you're looking for a discussion of all things FC Pro Group D, along with some, uh, you know, vibes of ocean art, you know, check it out on on YouTube. Um, But other than that, I will uh, continue along. Uh, As we usually do here, we're going to cover who was in the group and kind of where they ended up landing. Uh, takeaways that we had from the group in terms of future competitions, you know, cards, production value, things like that. And then uh, things that we could maybe, uh, you know, glean from as uh, mid-tier or even, you know, you know, just us non-pros, what could we have learned from uh, the competition? And this one was an interesting week, not just because of the players, but also because of the uh, drafting format, which we'll get into into a minute. Um, so first off, uh, the group, and uh, I guess we'll go ahead and, and spoiler this pretty much. If you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, you may be trying to determine, is it worth watching some matches? And I'll give you the uh, 411 on that for sure. If you have watched it, then I'm not going to be spoiling anything. But uh, in terms of the way the group broke out, the uh, five players that you had uh, were uh, Levy Weird, uh, which is the... Um, Dutch player. You had Fuma, uh, the French player. You had Ubrun, who was uh, who got the free, you know, didn't have to qualify through the uh, tournament. You had Theos, the one OS, um, but uh, Theos, I believe, is uh, how they were pronouncing it. Um, he was kind of the unknown underdog coming in. Um, and then also uh, Tex, who was clearly one of the odds on favorites, along with him and Ubrun. Uh, coming in based on their their past performances, and then Tex was dominant throughout the uh, uh, the the qualifiers as well. So things were set pretty uh, that this was going to be a very competitive group. That there were a number of folks because Levy and Fuma both you know, and then like I said, Theos was kind of like the one that nobody knew or had as many skins on the wall, so to speak. So uh, we see that uh, he was you know pre broadcast picked to be you know bottom of the table. Most folks, you know, opting for, uh, you know, Tex and Oberon and things along those lines going in. But again, these one day play things, you know, it's like either you're on or you're off. It's not like, you know, golf, for example, where you end up playing four rounds. The first two kind of cuts off. You could think of that's what the group stages uh, were like, but you play the same course over and over again, maybe under different conditions and things like that. Whereas this is one day against some people, then one day against some other folks to eventually now they do get a second day which um you know will be happening after christmas and into the into the new year so um we'll uh we'll 
we'll be looking at those as they come along. In the interim, I do plan on still having the weekend shows. I believe we're going to have a guest on and kind of talk about like our year in review of uh, EAFC so far. And then also I planned on doing a, uh, you know, kind of a my favorite things content style in terms of like who uh, I'm listening to watch what I kind of are, are into. Maybe it's things that you too are like, oh yeah, I do that. Maybe I have a few kind of, you know, hidden gems that you're like, whoa, uh, maybe I'll, I'll check that out. So that is um, the plan as we, uh, you know, look into the next couple of weeks. Also, while I'm, uh, you know, digressing and while we're still early on in the pod, just a reminder, if you're listening to this before December 25th, you can still enter into the uh, giveaway. You got a little bit of... So again, if you're listening to this before Christmas, uh, December 25th in particular, you still have the opportunity to enter into uh, my holiday giveaway uh, where one lucky uh, person, I would assume, would be someone who is a listener. I don't really know how anybody else would figure out that I was doing this if you didn't at least listen to this. If you have a friend and you want to, like, hey, you play uh, FC and, you know, I know you don't waste your time on podcasts, but here's a real cool opportunity because I'm giving away a full session. That's a two-hour um, lesson coaching session, whatever you want to call it, with, uh, you know, Martin88, my uh you know, personal, uh, coach and instructor now for over uh, a year. And so I, uh, for the holidays wanted to get back. I know I talk about him a lot. I know there's a lot of you that maybe don't have the time or trust kind of, you know, dealing with, with those things. So I'm going to take care of all that for you. All you have to do is go to my, uh, X slash Twitter as, which is at TJ T letter T letter J underscore W H I Z. So at TJ Wiz. Uh, and the pinned tweet there is the giveaway. And all you have to do is uh, like it, I guess, make sure that you're following. And then uh, in the comments, the re- the way I'm kind of making sure that you're involved in it is uh, in the comments, just put down what you want to get better at. Maybe there's a specific thing. Maybe it's everything. Just give me a comment. And then I'm going to take everybody that had made a comment on that particular thread, throw it into a list on random.org. And we're going to pull a winner from that. And I'll notify you uh, that you, uh, and then we'll, we'll work that out and you can find a time to schedule that with, with Martin 88. So again, if you want a chance at a free session and to be honest, if you're listening to this, there's not a lot of people entering so far. So unless there's going to be you know, a Christmas Eve rush or whatever now is probably a, a great time for you to get in there and maybe snag you a, you know, free session you can use at your leisure. So anyway, let's get back to the lesson at hand, which of course is uh, talking about group D uh, and the group of death and what kind of went down. So again, same format as before they brought Pi back um, to as a guest analyst uh, for this week, I imagine he lives local and is a easy one to to kind of to grab up. Um, they have fun with him there. Uh, and they ended up you know, over the course of it, there were some some pretty good games. Of course, Tex was going to be featured heavily since he was a favorite. But um, spoiler alert, 
Tex ended up going 0-1-3. and 3. So there was a lot of discussion about the amount of coins they lost by investing in his card, which, um, you know, in terms of the pro-life thing, become, it continues to, to, to be a thing. Of course, it's becoming less and less relevant as the power curve, but that's a different podcast altogether. But and also in this particular group, unless you had decided to invest in those, A, they weren't necessarily the the cheapest of cards. And then on top of that, uh, just some kind of mediocre cards, even at some point on the broadcast, I believe it was uh, Fuma who maybe or uh, Levy mentioned that, you know, his card was bad. And so he didn't really, you know, figure that people were going to invest in it anyway. And I thought that was kind of amusing. You wonder if there's a little bit of like they assigned me a crappy card. And so now you get to kind of do your little uh, you know, kind of dig on EA and their choice selection and who they stuck you with or you know how that worked out i don't know if they had the options to pick or if they just said here's your card i would imagine it would be the latter but you know i just am suggesting those things so anyway that i think uh you know uh you when you look at those early games uh and watching like text play and you know some of those were kind of close a couple of them kind of got away they were able to cut back and forth just some some things, but you can go back on and watch them individually or the old thing. And now I, I will say this for those of you that, uh, you know, take advantage of the, uh, watch for packs and XP. Um, I actually, cause I was out of town, uh, forgot it wasn't until like three o'clock. I was like, Oh crap, that's going on right now. And jumped on Twitch and was able to watch for about, I think 26% of the hour that I needed before it kicked off. Um, and I was like, well, not going to end up getting that one. I'm going to miss, you know, I was so close. And then I saw that they rebroadcast it. Now, if you just watch the YouTube, no, but when they rebroadcast it on uh, Twitch or whatever, if you watch the rebroadcast, that counts for all of your, um, you know, that'll count towards your time. So where I was at 26%, I was able to watch the, uh, you know, the broadcast and then that was able to, to count. So I was able to get, you know, completed that and got some packs with a bunch of nothing in it. But anyway, if you, uh, and so clearly doesn't help you now, but they're going to do this again once they start, you know, day two of all these after the new year. So, um, if you ever miss one, know that you can catch the rebroadcast and it'll count. That's fucking interesting, man. Yep. I thought, I thought it was to accidents, you know, sometimes. So anyway, sharing that little tidbit, but again, uh, back to our results and so forth. Hopefully that will get edited out whenever I go through. If not, and you just heard a couple of sneezes. I do apologize. I also scared my producer. So, um, anyway, uh, so, Within this group, it was the tightest group. With that being said, most of the other groups had one or two people at the top with 10 points. Every group had somebody with 10. There were some two. Uh, group A had 10 and 10. Uh, group B had the biggest split with 10 and then two with seven uh, points accumulated so far. Group C had 10 with a nine and then four, three, two. So that one already seems like that's, you know, kind of made out. That's the uh, Vergang and the uh, Abu Makar, which we talked about last week. And then this week is the uh, closest grouping. But what you have is a nine, seven, seven, four. And so not much different than the 10. It's just that folks were able to grab up a, a point with instead of you know giving up four losses uh which happened in the other two groups and then group c and d uh there was at least a draw or a couple of draws that uh you know were able to kind of pull things together so 
They'll do this all over again for another 12 points maximum available. But if some of these people with seven end up with four, that puts them at 11, which means some of these people with four would have to end up with seven. And then of course, if you're already sitting on nine, that's going to put you in a pretty good spot. So I think if you're at nine or 10 in any of these groups, you're, you're, unless you just implode, get a little too overconfident or whatever. Um, with that being said, could text from one point be able to get up to 11? I mean, sure. That's 10 points. That's what, you know, some of these did and then be like in the running or in the play for that. So we'll see. One thing that was interesting um, about the uh, some of the pregame interview stuff when they were talking to Tex, um, they had asked him about, you know, uh, what was going on. He was talking about it being hard balancing his, you know, being a creator as well as getting ready for this tournament. So last week he didn't put out any videos and all he did was practice. Um, and that does kind of sidestep us into an, an interesting element that most pros make a lot more money content creating than they do being a pro because of what you have to win and the time that goes in and the outlay and all those types of things. Frequently, those winnings will be split amongst the group. If you're part of a team hullet or whatever, you know, you do not get a hundred percent of those winnings. Even if they say what their earnings are, it's not like they necessarily get to put all those earnings into the bank. There are some other expenses and other areas and contracts and things that are going to suck some of that up. Whereas on YouTube, YouTube takes YouTube's cut and Twitch takes Twitch's cut, but you're going to get a lot larger amount, a lot more directly, a lot faster kind of infusion. So that's why you'll see, you know, if you wanted to really, if you are a burgeoning pro, if you are, you know, really good or somebody in your life is, and they're that, and they're thinking, you know, the way to do this is to go pro. Once you go pro, you get your name known. And then after that, it's that conversion. So you can do that other ways. And I think you'll see, you know, somebody like Pyface probably makes more than a good number of the pros make um, based on content, YouTube, things like that. Um, and so I imagine it's probably a substantial bit more. To be honest, I'm not as familiar with him as like a Nick or things, but we'll talk about that more in the, uh, you know, content creators that I, you know, enjoy uh, here in a couple weeks. So with, um, Back to our our overall, uh, sorry, the uh, rankings, what we got going on. The two that are sitting at seven in Group D are Fuma and Obern. So those were, you know, two that folks thought could make some uh, noise. A lot of folks had picked Obern, Obern to be up there towards the top. Sorry about the accent. Um, and then Theos was the one that everybody was like, I just don't know how he's going to win any games because you had to pick all these other people because we knew who they were. And he ended up, you know, with a win, a draw and two losses and four points. So um, now he came in clearly with the nothing to lose kind of uh, moniker, maybe played a little looser than, than some of the other folks. Also keep in mind that they were playing on this new patch, which we've had for a little bit. Some people say has done a lot. Some people say has done very little. Either way, they had a little bit of time to get used to it, but it was going to be a shift. And they had the strangest of the uh, uh, strangest. So last week we had all icon teams, right? That was kind of their bit. The first two, they were pushing those promotions because they knew those promotions were good. So they did Thunderstruck, things like that. Now, I assume they know this in advance that EA is not like, oh, well, based on that week, we're going to do this because they have to let these folks know a couple weeks in advance, at least what you're going to be working with. So they can at least test some things, get some builds versus like, okay, they're waiting for Monday to come out and then bam, you know, I'd love to know that. But of course, 
we're not privy. You know, they don't let us into that part. They'll pull back the curtain a little bit. They'll peek it a little bit, but we don't know. Like, you know, whereas, you know, you're watching League of Legends draft, you know, like what patch they're on, what games they're doing, how they're going to go, and then the order, and you see all that, right? And they, that is a large part of the viewing bit because once the game starts, especially in League of Legends, the first 10 minutes is a bunch of like, you know, last hitting minions. Like, ooh, that's exciting. Like, no one wants to watch that. So the idea that like the, 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 excitement in terms of like how they had to make their decisions and you know how much time did they have and the dynamic which i'm sure plays into this some of these dudes i get a pro could pick up a crappy bronze team and probably do well with it but a pro playing against other pros they need like differences and some of those are like oh i know how this player reacts i know how this player works I am familiar with how the AI on this player works, and that can't be um, the case for a lot of these. Now, this week we got back to Mbappe uh, all over the place and things along those lines, but um, the actual draft was 9 million coins, and you could have no more than two folks from any given league. And so icons were a league, so you could have two icons and then you know all the other leagues. So um, that included the bench and, and things along those lines. Now, with that in mind, you're like, oh, well, that's going to result in a ton of diversity because you can only have two and things along that. So there was some, but there was also some pretty heavy consistencies. For example, um, in uh, Genoa was in pretty much every squad. Uh, Mbappe was in every squad. Uh, and then uh, Van Dyke was still in every squad. So uh, Hansen was in a chunk of them, uh, and then other people rotated around um, some different bits. But like all five, you know, we also had some goalkeeper differential this time, but most of it was Van Dessar or uh, Jemichael, and Tex had Mandigan and did not do well. Uh, I'll say this. I think uh, part of Texas problem was definitely his draft. It's hard. Uh, you know, I, now he, look, he went for his two icons. He was the only one that did Socrates. And then he did uh, Ferdinand in the back, which had some good times, but also gave up uh, the ghost a few times. But more importantly, when you have an 87 keeper against these folks, especially with Shemichael and Vandasar or in every other, like that's, that's got to, you know, that just has to, I mean, I get like, if you're playing like weekend league against, you know, us noobs, uh, and, and I mean, us noobs, I mean, folks, what just regular players much better than myself, but still you can get away with that. You're not, they're not getting as many chances. You're going to get enough that you can overcome like a couple of those goals going in, but in a pro tournament and with longer halves and all the things that go into it, I think, um, that ended up being, uh, you know, did not help out, especially when the goal differential wasn't that much like Texas, like 10 to 18, he was, you know, down eight goals and like, was Manning responsible for all that? Like, no, but you know, six goals, uh, instead of eight, you know, just a couple goals here or there, especially depending on, you know, the game and the time, uh, can be the difference between him having one point and seven points. So I, I do think that, uh, and then giving somebody else, you know, getting, you know, them losing points, you know, that kind of, you know, differential that occurs in, you know, a tournament. Um, so I, I do think, you know, still had Ginola, still had Mbappe, had a Hansen, uh, a different version instead of going with just, you know, the gold. But 
uh, that man again. He also, you know, had uh, the Hernandez, uh, the current one, which is like 1.1 million, which, you know, substantially more resources dedicated to that position than others. Uh, you know, we had, for example, um, when, let's see, who were some of these other left backs? There was uh, Davies Thunderstruck at 862, you know, not cheap, but not 1.2 you know, mil. Um, it looked like there was a, a Bompa store. Uh, the Davies made another appearance. And then uh, Fuma also had um, the Hernandez, but he went with his 86 inform Hernandez for 359. So, um, and where does that extra money go? You know, like I said, uh, he ended up with uh, Vandersar and goal. He had his Janola and Mbappe up top. He had Vinny Jr. with a uh, Gold Hansen, Cafu, Lucio, and Van Dyke there in the middle. Um, and, uh, you know, that worked out well. Clearly, uh, Levy's was the one that got to the top of the group. And I think it's pretty telling in that again, Lucio Van Dyke in the back that having a solid with Schmeichel, like having that solid kind of get out of jail card, I think is important. And then you can play around. He, you know, was one of the only ones running Putellas, whereas like last week's uh, we've seen a lot of Putellas floating around was Hanson and Bobby Janola up top. Like, you know, the vast majority had Modric and Valverde in there, which are players of comfort, I would assume, and folks that he uses and is, you know, familiar with, which I would say last week was going to be less the case when you had to use all icons everywhere. Um, and so clearly these folks knew how to play with an Mbappe, a Ginola stuff. And most of the goals you're going to see are going to be Mbappe goals or Ginola goals. They're like step over Mbappe goals and Ginola goals. It's like that's who's finishing all of this stuff. And a lot of these are not, you know, six, seven types of games. They're far closer because they're, you know, much better uh, defensively. They play a little bit more conservative knowing they're playing against somebody that's of equal of, you know, uh, you know, skill and so forth with these NASCAR version teams where everybody's kind of got the, the same stuff and you can't really, you know, abuse certain things. The only thing that gets abused is of course, you know, scoring with Mbappe. So um, they'll continue to uh, when given the chance, you know, he's going to be the player of choice up there. And so I think that's why EA kind of, you know, did the icon thing. They're trying to find different ways if we limit it to two, but they're just like, well, we'll just pick these two. Like it's not that hard to link a French, you know, Mbappe or whatever. That being said, still not doing the SBC. I'm going to do Eusebio because I already started it, you know, out of spite, whatever. But that's that's for another time and podcast. So anyway, um, you know, nine mil, no more than two per league. Uh, but at the same time, so many uh, things ended up being the same. I will say things that, uh, you know, I was uh, watching, for example, I had uh, that Mangingo card, which is associated with uh, Fuma, who was given, you know, oh, he's going to do well. And at some point during the broadcast, I believe, like, hi, maybe it was um, Buckley. Anyway, he said, oh, you know, all these cards are at 15K right now. And so I thought that was interesting. I mean, are they all? Because like I knew this wasn't a very good card, even if it got an upgrade, which it did get a tick up. It's now an 86 piece of crap. But um, 
I went back and looked, you know, foot.gg has their cool little, uh, you know, bar graphs. You can go down and look at like over the course of the last like six hours, eight hours, 10 hours, three days, whatever. And so I went and looked. And so McGenko prior to the beginning of the broadcast uh, was at 11K, which is what I remember it being more or less discard, right? Um, and then during the broadcast went up to 15K. Now, I don't know if the idea was that Fuma won a game early and that kind of tilted it. Who knows if there are some bots that are involved in, in some of this with those kinds of price shifts, I would assume. You had almost, what, 200,000 folks watching live, you know, things like that. So, I mean, there's a, a good number. Um, but rem- uh, I would also say that the time trading, there was only like four or five million items on the market, which is means trading was relatively low so maybe that had something to do with it there's not a lot of to trade and so people were trying to day trade the crap out of these but um then fuma ends up uh not running the group or anything you know that impressive and so he's right back down to 11k by the end of the of the broadcast but i thought it was interesting that he got to 15k which is what they're like all these cards are 15k um and i could just see somebody be like oh crap well i'm gonna go snap up all the ones that aren't and eventually got to you know where he is at 15k even though they were never (laughs) this card wasn't i mean the other cards that were in play definitely, you know, had a, you know, better chance, but, and uh, most of those started out higher because of course, not only were they better, uh, players to begin with, but it also, you know, they were attached to folks that they're like, Oh, we're going to be do pretty well. Now, again, um, I would say that, uh, just in terms of like, you know, even though FUBA was considered to be, you know, a, a good shot at advancing or doing well and had played well leading up to it, that card never got any good. But uh, like what Dela Lee, who I, I was trying to Texas card was, oh, Calvin Phillips, right? Which at one point, uh, had gotten up kind of high. Matter of fact, if I look on .gg as we're looking at now, he's in the feed. Let's go back to a week. So, yeah, if you go back a week on this card and you look just prior. So, Monday when they had it, uh, it had gotten up to 141K, 142K, right? And then by midday Monday after ticks kind of fell off, it had gotten down to... Um, let's say 104. And then after the tournament was over, it dropped down to 35 K. So a hundred K drop uh, on that card, which settled in at 32 at the lowest. It's now up to 42 um, as it kind of moves through, but that just hundred K drop based on, you know, what people thought anticipating that card was going to do uh, with Tex winning. And of course the chance of winning and moving on and all that, like he was like, Oh, he could win the whole thing. And so if you went all in on that card and, and look, the, the, the point, the truth is we like live cards, live cards, make the market exciting. Nothing else at this point makes it exciting. So if you're a trader and you're into that, that's probably driving some of this, but it's also much like the ones to watch. It's not quite as bad, but, um, that by the time these things have a chance to get those big updates, you know, we're going to be on 
two play style 89s and shit like that going to be everywhere i think and so um and you're going to be trying to put that and it's like oh that has less than a place a two play styles and look kimura no play styles phillips no place and when i mean play i mean play style pluses right nothing you know that's going to jump out and be all like that's a a game changer kind of a bit now i get if they win they get one and so that's why none of these probably have it so like one of them is going to get like a play play style plus um and if it's like a you know kumani or whatever but of course the new evolution that they just put out means you can build like a kolomani like really you know well anyway you just maybe miss having that that play style so um I'll see. I don't know. I think it was a good iteration. I think they always kind of launch things to be a little weak sauce just so it doesn't like break the game. And then they have to deal with that. They would rather deal with people complaining on extra like these players aren't relevant than like this players destroying everything because one of those is dealt with and they're like, okay, well, some people are disappointed that their card underperforms. The other one, you can't really, unless you can't nerf Mbappe, even though they did, you know, nerf certain elements that probably can cross the gambit there. I think they tweaked finishing, which also uh, was another takeaway. And I think I mentioned this last week, but, you know, Mbappe finishes, you know, pretty good, especially, you know, a lot of these pros are finishing up close, but you're not seeing nearly as many folks try and travel or um you know that at the pro league and so that lets you know that they're realizing that like oh it's not worth it um you know even with a adjustments to like keeper movement things like that you know that's not really you know putting those in as not as, as consistent you'll you'll still see them it's not like they don't take them but um you know it, they aren't falling in at the the rate or you're seeing them taken at quite as a heavy clip but you do see Janelle and Mbappe on the end of most shots trying to go towards goal and I think that is you know they know who can finish and with the new finishing which maybe a newest with the adjustment or the feel of finishing currently, having one of those two whack the ball at net seems to make them more comfortable in what's going to happen. And so with that being the case, it's, you know, um, I, I think that lets us players of, you know, lesser ilk know that finishing is struggling um and that uh high 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 rate attackers with you know good finishing and you know the starry feet are are, are super important uh and that that's what they're they're taking advantage of we're not seeing like you know a bunch of now granted there are skill moves going on that it's you know for the naked eye that does not able to you know do five-star skill moves we're not noticing burba cancels and things like that that they use to kind of wiggle their way in but i think the end result of like you know shot foot goal um is uh you know something we can we can kind of relate to i know i've been hitting a lot of woodwork and when you watch this these games you'll also see that uh you know there's an element of that that's also you know there so there was an adjustment we're seeing it everybody's kind of feeling it and as we keep getting closer to like 90 plus finishing 95 finishing 98 finishing and all that then we're going to start souping that up with um you know play styles and play style pluses that uh, there's they've, they've got to be doing some slider action back there but either way um you know I would say that this week is worth the watch, even if you do know the results or to kind of go back and uh, look at it. I will say the games are a little less like end to end, cray, like, you know, lots of stuff going on. They're getting a lot more conservative. 
Um, and so a little reminiscent of the five backs of yore, but I wouldn't say that they're, they're quite there. And that might've been just comfort on the patch, comfort with some of the players, things along, along that. But, you know, it's definitely worth checking out, you know, Levy's games, you know, pretty good. Uh, if you wanted to, you know, kind of see that. And, you know, also it's good to see kind of how certain players react and, you know, how they're able to kind of keep their composure, things like that. I do know that if you score a goal and you have a bottle of water next to you, you should drink the water. I'm assuming like, I, you know, I mentioned golf and things like that, you know, and, and I used to play a little bit and, you know, did enough to know what you're supposed to do. Not that I'm very good at it, but that when you're doing putts, you get in a routine and you do the same thing over and over again. And that's what they're going to tell you if you're shooting free throws, anything. It's like get in a routine that way you're boom and don't break the routine. It almost becomes a superstition, but that's just to remind you, like, you know, I need to do this thing. You do this, you breathe it all. There's a purpose to all of it um and it also kind of slows you down does whatever so that you can then you know get maximum focus and put yourself in the best position to be successful and i feel like and this could also you know they they can't skip like any of the replays and things like that there's a whole system they're like so once you score a goal you know there's going to be this downtime and i'm pretty sure the grab a drink of water is built into it for that like that's part of their like okay now that's happened do that you know whatever you know that's a, a positive bit you'll see sometimes when they've been scored on they'll do it frequently they're like upset or you know doing flippy hair or whatever you know that is you know like oh you but you know they're kind of a thing i also think it's interesting to see that some of these folks actually uh end up uh you know with headphones on and are listening to the game and then other folks don't uh anders for example didn't play with it um i oftentimes uh, when especially when i was playing on my computer monitor out in the front there was no audio and i've mentioned multiple times i turned off the commentator audio i hear it when i watch streamers but i never uh, uh had it turned on i just do ambient sounds at the uh, stadium so i hear the chants and things frequently in a language i don't understand so it's like no skin off my teeth um or nose or whatever one means like i don't give a rip uh it does not trigger me like you know oh can't believe they tried that one bob you know that kind of crap but anyway the idea that they have made the conscious decision not to listen to it and that that also has an impact on them and so if you find that you're playing and you get driven crazy by either the noise or the celebration or whatever it is just you know go all deprivation and just go no sound and see how that goes you know it's uh relatively easy to do just mute it out and play and see uh you know if that helps it's not like there's any sound that's all like oh i need to know that because somebody's coming up behind me to shoot like it's all there it's not like it's call of duty or you know among us or some other thing where like noise matters because it really doesn't and so uh if uh that may be a takeaway you know try it without listening to any sound and see how how that goes be curious if any of you uh also play you know just muted and uh, like i said i used to do it a lot as i play on this tv i kind of leave on just the ambient sound um, and, uh, it, and I will say the one thing about the ambient sound that can come in handy is when they do substitutes, when people clip through, if you really want to listen, it'll tell you who they take out and stuff like that. So, um, and there's a, you know, some of the announcements and kind of things and, you know, they have taken out, there's less people who have to move their car, even though that does pop up from time to time. And, 
I, I think this is on a podcast last year. If that plays, I think Steve was talking about this on the footballers, but when you hear that, you're like, oh, it's just kind of like, you know, nonsense, no big deal. But if I'm listening to it and then it's in my brain and I'm thinking about it now, that means it's taken away from me playing. And is that good, bad or otherwise? So if you're worried about Paul or the red sports car that's parked by the exit needs to go now. And the fact that, that you heard that and recognize that and that's going on and you're not like, are you focusing on second man pressing or things that might be, you know, more, more knowledge. And with these games being so close all the time, whether it's a lack of casuals or the format you're in or whatever the case may be, all the play styles and the skill gap or lack thereof, but you know, maybe you're getting blasted or you're blasting people, but for the most, you know, so many of these games come down to just a couple of possessions. And so with that being the case, like is the sports car effing with you? You know, is the sound effing with you? If so, get rid of it. See what happens. So anyway, like I said, um, I think that kind of brings us to a conclusion on uh, what uh, went down with Group D. This does set up for an interesting batch. And uh, maybe when we talk about because Group A is going to come back. uh, Matter of fact, uh, Group A will be coming back, I believe, on the week of the 13th of January. Then B is the 20th, 27th, and then the 3rd um, is Group D, and we'll do a final preview there, and then there'll be the finals that will be coming up, I believe, that next uh, week. They might do it on a weekend. I don't know exactly. I haven't looked that far ahead, you know, to to be honest with you. Um, so I'm not a very not a very good host and expert of these types of things. But, you know, I do what I can, and hopefully it's good enough for, for you. So anyway, uh, clearly we got uh, Levy and Fuma and Obrin are the clear kind of front runners um, in this group. Uh, when we come back for Group A, you know, we got Ilmaz and Umit that are clearly at the top with 10 each, and then everybody else is at the bottom, including Mark, who got no points. I'm sure he'll be coming in wanting to just kind of get that bad taste out of his mouth and, you know, get back right uh, and maybe make some responses to people on X. I don't know if he's on X or gives a rip about that kind of stuff, but I'm sure, you know, uh, he and Mateus being the two offers are going to, you know, come in swinging both in, um, you know, group A and group B as they, uh, you know, fire back up in, in January. And so will we, again, I will be around on the weekends, except I believe I'm going to look at a, uh, like best and worst of EAFC thus far and may or may not have a special guest also doing a, uh, content creator, you know, playlist, my favorite things type of deal, because that's the time of year that we're in. And so, uh, you may get one of those next week and the one after that we'll see programming is still in flux, but we'll, uh, work on, on getting that kind of taken care of. But I do want to thank you for, uh, listening uh, and uh, taking an interest in the FC Pro stuff. I think it's interesting in terms of the gameplay and I like to be able to share some of my thoughts with you and things that we can take away and stuff that if I was, you know, with my friend group was like, oh, did you notice? And what about that? Noah saw this. So you're my friend group. So hopefully, uh, you know, you got something out of that. And speaking of friend group, don't forget at TJ underscore whiz on X and go to the pin tweet and uh, 
comment on that, uh, what you want to learn, what you would like to get better at, and you'll get entered in the uh, giveaway for uh, a free coaching session from Martin88 if you're hearing this before before Christmas. So again, uh, and if it's after Christmas, I hope that was great for you or the holidays or whatever it is. If you're listening to this to get ready for, you know, group D in the middle of January or whatever, you can't get in on the contest. And maybe you're like, oh man, I wish I would have heard this before that, man foot me. 